0: Hello. Hello. Anyone around here speak basketball?
1: Welcome to the Confederacy of Dunks basketball <laughs> podcast. Sorry, I'm startled by your voice again. I know you sound uh, great. Uh, what am I saying? Yeah, I think I sound okay. And and, and I miss my usual uh, trust in Maasai. So you know, <laughs> uh, I'm starting. I, I threw you off a little bit. Uh, I'm your host with uh, COVID, Freddie Rivas. This is my this is my sexy slash super sick voice. Um, this is also my flu game, uh, Maddie. What's up? How you doing? Tell people. Tell people who you are. You know,
0: uh, I'm your producer. I'm Matt Duncan, of course. And uh, Fred, I'm doing all right. Uh, I hope you're feeling better, and hope you're on the upswing soon.
1: You know, I'm I'm hanging in there, but yeah. uh, I can. Uh, Be I props saying... for
0: you for not giving up on the pod. You
1: know, like right? look. I'm not going to do it. <laughs> Great, I'm not going to do it. The doctor called me and told me you don't do the pod today. And I said. <laughs> You don't tell me what to do. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, uh, my doctor calls me every day. So nice. Um, no, I'm uh, I'm happy to be doing a pod. It actually is going to make me feel better. I'm sure. Uh, even if my voice sounds like it's on death's door, uh, it's it's not. You know. Um, but uh, yeah, you know, if you're turning into the podcast for the first time, uh, we're with Raptors Republic. Uh, we're hardcore Raptors fans, uh, analysts, actors, performers. Um and uh you know thanks thanks for joining us. And if people want to help us out, make us big, you know, all, all that good stuff, how can they do that, Maddie?
0: Well, if you're watching us on YouTube, please like, subscribe, comment, and go over to Raptorsrepublic.com. We've got, you know, all our episodes are there, all the other podcasts are there, all the other great articles are there. And then, you know, in our Instagram and our Twitter, we've got all our link trees set up so that you can, you know, navigate, go to the podcatchers, listen to us on the rap cast. And then, you know, please subscribe and, and leave leave a review there, too, on, you know, Apple and I think even Spotify does it now.
1: Hell yeah. Um, Matt, you know, learning every day, even about Spotify. <laughs> Cheers, buddy. Uh, Okay, I think um, I think we could probably get this going soon. But uh, I will say, as I've been saying for a little while now, uh, free BG, Brittany Griner, um, you know, get informed about the situation if you're unaware. And uh, I'll also add a little bit uh, about COVID, you know, avoid it if you can. It it is pretty rough. Uh, I am uh, triple vax, but uh, I'm hanging in there. Uh, And um, yeah, it's going to be a fun pod. So let's uh, let's bring on the guests. First guest, uh, I'm super excited to have him. It's his first time on the podcast. I've been reading his work and, um, you know, listening to him on various podcasts for a long time now. Um, I, you know, I really appreciate uh, all of his basketball insight. Uh, he's a funny dude. He also, um, you know, has alluded to being really good at chess. So at some point, hopefully we can play chess. I'm sure he's going to crush me. But I love chess and I love playing people who are better than me. So I'm sure it would be great. Um, you know, similar to having him on this podcast, I'm really excited about his opinions. Uh so give it up as loud as you can. From Raptors Republic, uh even if you're at home alone, Lewis Zatzman. So sorry, you, you you get you get music. It, it, I, yeah. I don't know if this is like gonna stay slow or build up. Okay, okay, a little low five Jazz.
2: You really have been reading, if uh, if you know about the chess, because I try not to repeat my leads all that often, you know, chess now a time, that's not a word, but history then a time. Uh, so, yeah, that's like, I don't think I've used a chess lead for like a couple of years, so that is extremely spot on. I appreciate that.
1: Oh, man, no problem. No problem. Uh, I remember you, you did a podcast with Samson Folk recently talking about, um, you know, sort of a exponential growth sort of getting uh, slowing down a little bit and you know referring to how how chess you know becomes this really marginal growth at a certain point and i really appreciated that yeah 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 yeah
2: see i just black out when i do podcasts so i have no
1: memory yeah. of that but sounds sounds smart yeah i know was pretty smart man um okay let's uh let's bring on guest number two uh he's a hilarious dude i had him on the podcast a million times uh incredible producer um, one of the best improvisers in the entire city of Toronto. And yeah, just a overall great guy. You know, he also knows everything when it comes to the draft. Give it up as loud as you can, even if you're at home alone, for Matt McCready.
3: Yes, everybody. I hate chess. I'm a checkers boy. Two-dimensional checkers. Not even three-dimensional chess. I go all the way to the basics, baby.
1: Wow, coming in hot.
3: Coming in hot, man. It's the Raptors. There's nothing going on. Fabricating energy where none exists.
1: <laughs> you know what? That's 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 why I called you today. We we need that energy. Um, and how dare you uh, besmirch chess? The beautiful game of chess. <laughs> uh, I, I, I know the rules of chess, but
3: I know no strategy. I'm sure the two of you would just mop the floor with me. I'd just be like, I'm gonna go big with the rook in this one. This is gonna be a rook game. The rook's gonna take them all out.
1: Yeah, you you can definitely she- you, you can definitely like apply some vision six nine to chess. Be like, listen, I'm gonna be all all my pieces are rooks.
3: Totally, the rook is the chem birch of the chessboard. No. Uh, <laughs> it's very very some very clear limitations, but it does what it does well.
1: <laughs> I like it. Okay. Um, uh, you honestly, say that about
3: every piece yeah. on chess, but like that's fine.
1: <laughs> Let me say this. How dare you besmirch Ken Birch?
3: Okay? <laughs> <laughs> the um, rook's not the worst piece. He's not a pod. You know,
1: it's a great piece. It's a great piece. Um okay. Let's uh let's let's jump right into it. Uh Maddie Goodsir, um, give me your you know weirdest raptors sting.
0: Mm-hmm. Rap, rap
1: Okay, cool. Let's um let's start with you, Lewis. Uh you know, we don't have to do the bottom end of the East, I guess, unless you think the Raptors are there somehow. But um Yeah, like you know, very roughly where like in terms of tiers, where do you have the Raptors right now? I'm probably a little high on them.
2: Uh, I mean, maybe not too high because they had a pretty awesome season. I think it's reasonable to expect them to be better. Otto Porter is going to make them a little better. Mm -hmm. You expect guys like Scotty will be better, Gary, uh, OG. So I have them in Tier 2. Milwaukee, Boston, Tier 1. And I just don't think anybody is like definitively better than Toronto. Uh, I think if Fred Van Vliet had been healthy, that sixer series still would have gone another way uh which is probably a crazy thing to say but I'll say it anyway i have, i have atlanta and a similar tier 2 philadelphia miami um l- couple teams there it's not like you know it's just toronto there but man they could they they're they're very good and the east is not that good
1: um, yeah, uh, I, I, I think I'm, I'm, I'm fully with you. The, the Atlanta thing, I, I'm, I'm not sure if I've really thought about Atlanta in, in tier two. It's a kind of interesting point, but, um, I sort of have Boston and Milwaukee definitively in tier one. Um, you know, I, I've listened to some, some people, you know, uh, throw out some convincing arguments to have Philly in that first tier. I think Philly's yeah. done a good job in the off season, but, you know, when it comes to the regular season and racking up wins, I, I do think that this uh, this Raptors team is, is sort of a juggernaut, and they're really giving me bench mob vibes. I think we're gonna be, we're gonna get a lot of wins, and I think we're gonna be able to endure injuries well. Um, so yeah, I have the Raptors in the in the second tier as well, sort of with Miami and Philly. But um, yeah, I could, can I just get, can I get you to elaborate a little bit on Atlanta? Like what yeah. what, what kind of gives you confidence about Atlanta?
2: So, I just wrote a piece about this. Uh, They, Trey Young basically guarantees you're going to have a top five offense. They were the second best half court offense in the league last year. Trey is just so ridiculous at uh, pick and rolls, at shooting, at self creation, at passing. He's just, oh, he's so insane at offense. Mm. Uh, And the addition of DeJunte Murray is like perfect in my eyes. They just have not ever had an off ball guard who can. Take that point of attack defensively. They brought in Chris Dunn, and who he lost his season to injury, unfortunately. I really like that addition. And then they just never tried to replicate it. I, which that was two years ago now. Um, and Murray's like even better than Dunn on the defense. Well, he's comparable on the defensive end. He'll be able to really blow up isolations when he switches, or you know, pick and rolls when he goes over. They're super flexible. Uh, they just they've had one clear weakness defensively nets they just couldn't take you know mop up for Trey Young's weaknesses. Mm-hmm. They had no one who could guard his guy. You know, he was off ball, he wasn't great there. And Kevin Herter's not who you want guarding pick and rolls anyway. And they finally solved that. So I think that they're just gonna be way better than people expect.
1: I like it. Uh you know, I have to admit, I I like to, you know, uh present myself as a league pass guy try to watch every team you know try to know the league as as much as possible and murray is a guy i just think because of what san antonio has been doing the past couple years i just haven't seen
2: yeah
1: being boring and you know i i I usually i used to be down with the with how boring they they were but like yeah i haven't watched enough murray because i feel like people are really excited about him in general and him on atlanta so i think um yeah i'm gonna' I'm gonna have to make sure you know I checked it out especially early in the season as they're they're coalescing and working on chemistry stuff but um yeah, yeah man, where are you at with the tears matt are you, is it similar to us is it totally different
3: yeah I mean, I'm pretty with you with Atlanta, man. I had DeJounte on my fantasy team last year and he was the best player in fantasy, which doesn't always mean that you're the best player in the league or even suggest that although Sean Marion might disagree uh, yeah I yeah I'm pretty with you with Atlanta I think they could be something special uh, one thing that they have is that they have a league guard like lead guard play for 48 minutes which is you know the most important position kind of to have uh somebody knows what they're doing uh yeah you know what I'm pretty with you with the Raptors so I'm gonna guess uh not go with my actual opinions and just mix it up and just sure. say that the Raptors are going to miss the play-in. Ooh, and <laughs> nice. Yep. Here's here's the reason. Here's the reasons why. Yeah, we do. Do we have a backup point guard? Really? Do we have one that Nick Nurse trusts? Because Nick Nurse is going to ride Fred VanVleet 42 minutes a game. Those knees are going to buckle by early de- early December. <laughs> Christmas. He's going to be wishing that he had a new coach. Oh, too many of the same type of player. Players won't even know who they're passing to. They'll just see the heights of uh, each other on the court. They'll be throwing it all over the place. Uh, We have no big center. Christian Coloco, too skinny. Too skinny, man. People are talking about Chet Holmgren. At least Holmgren can play. Coloco can't catch. He can't pass. He can't shoot. The Raptors are screwed. Um, (laughs) 11th place in the East. A solid, strong 11th place.
1: Okay, I feel like you—you know—you came in hard with the comment section energy there. <laughs> that was, that was yeah, good.
3: but which message board, Freddie? Because I'm not Raptors Republic. I'm Celtic Pride. Oh, I'm wow. a-
1: Celtic Pride! Get out of here! How dare you? Um, uh, it, it's funny. I know you were joking, but I—I I mean, I was gonna actually like—I I had a question in my head, and Matt. I know we've talked about it a bunch. Like, is this? Do we have enough depth? For where where nurse is going to you know uh play fred a little bit less who who is going to fill in the gaps there um uh, i was on sean woodley's locked on raptors today and we were kind of talking about nurse and Masai both saying that last year we weren't really playing for the playoffs like we were kind of playing for the regular season and like training i guess for for years like this year next year to do some real damage and um yeah, it should be interesting to see how we do manage Fred's role and his minutes. Uh, I know I'm taking your joke and making it a serious point, but.
3: <laughs> well, uh, I mean, like, to, to, to actually be serious about what to do with Fred's minutes. So we have, like, they've really doubled down, obviously, with the Ron- Juancho Hernan Gomez signing today uh, on the uh, 6869 guys. And so I think, like. To me, the Raptors lineup that was kind of bulletproof, the one that could really fly against almost any team in the league are the ones where you have six, eight, six, nine guys across all five of the positions. And now I feel like we are going to see more Pascal at the uh, point guard or as the lead guard uh, position, uh, initiating the offense, passing out of that. Uh, off the bench, you have a, a great shooter in Otto Porter, Porter Jr. You have a great passer uh um, if uh, Thad Young and you have like pure chaos and energy with uh, Boucher. So you have all these ways. Now it's not just the five guys that you can have to throw out there. Now you have options to keep playing that way and not just yeah. in a strict uh, kind of way. So I think maybe that will be the solution to that problem, but I guess we'll see.
1: No, I think I think it's a good point. Um, I think I, uh, Lewis, I'll go to you before we move on to the next question. Do you have any uh, you know insights about how you think Fred's minutes might be covered if they're covered. Maybe he, he plays. Maybe he leads the league in minutes again.
2: So I think uh, a couple things about it. I would push back a little that his minutes led to his injuries. Fred has not had a healthy season yet in his career, uh, which sucks. I mean, I part of me worries that when we look back on Van Fleet in twenty years, we're going to see a Grant Hill type player. Where man, he could have been a year in, year out All Star. And he ended up being very good and elite NBA player, but he could have been something special if he'd just been healthy. And I wonder, because I really do think his finishing, for example, around the rim is really dependent on his knees, his ankles. Uh, When he's healthy, which we see usually in the start of every season, he's a very Mm -hmm. good finisher. He he starts out hot, you know, and one mixtape style finisher. And then by the end of the year, he doesn't even attempt layups. He's like not driving. He's not going anywhere near the paint and i just it's not minutes it's the guy is my height he plays so physical i mean he's always throwing his body around he's under the rim stripping people he runs some of the most of anyone in the nba Mm -hmm. he takes so many hits sets screens runs into them i just i i wish he was built of titanium and able to survive that but i don't know who could be at that size it's not realistic And so I think he'll age gracefully. He'll be, I mean, he'll be a very good player for a long time. I just hope that he'll be an all-star level guy, despite what we've seen on the injury front through his career.
1: Yeah, you know, fair points. And I feel like, you know, for good reason, Fred is compared to Kyle Lowry quite a bit. But, you know, Kyle Lowry early career was really athletic and, you know, could attack the rim like I've never seen Fred do. And I think Fred, conversely, has been like an elite shooter since college. And so that's sort of his super skill. Um, but, uh, you know, yeah, it's a good point. And, and, and you, you know, he puts a lot of torque on his body. I feel like also it's been a narrative at least a couple of times where he's been injured during the playoffs or like leading up to the playoffs. Um, and I but, mean, uh, like to
3: look at his minutes per game, like in January, he averaged 40 minutes a game and they played he played 14 games that month. And then yeah. he was pretty much shot for the rest of the year like that he can't go through a period where he's playing that much again. It's like, it's untenable. He,
2: Oh no, I, I, yeah, I totally agree. I'm not saying the minutes helped. Uh, I just think (laughs) he probably was gonna like his body was not, you know, doing wonders for him even before January. And I mean, he had that knee injury, I think in, in the middle of February against new Orleans, right? It did come right after all those minutes, Mm. but he's had, I mean, his, his ankles, his knees, um, his elbows is back he's hurt a couple things every year and he has not always played 40 minutes a game
3: I think at his best like with how hard he plays on both ends he might just be like a 30 minute a play like a game guy during the regular season yeah. like just play him less than the average player as opposed to the most in the league it seems like there's there's got to be a, a little trade-off there and hopefully we see it this year but well, we'll see.
1: Uh, yeah, I, I think you know, like as far as minutes versus style of play, like there's got to be some you know dovetailing there, and some it's got to be a mix of the two. So I feel like how he's used is is going to be important. Is he, is it more spot up shooting? Um, you know, does he, he focus more on being kind of like a you know you know continuing to enhance his distribution skills, um, which I think are are pretty good, but not like all the way you know amazing. But, um, Matt, let's go to you for question number two. Uh, I feel like this is uh, – I don't know. It seems like – I don't know if there's a right answer here. Um, I have my answer just, you know, what I think, I guess. But uh, it, it seems like there is a, is a mini-debate going on between, you know, should we start uh, Precious or, or Gary Trent? And this is, you know, obviously assuming that it's uh, Freddie, Pascal, Scotty, OG, and Precious or Gary. Uh, do, do you have a preference between the Precious or Gary?
3: Just based on the players themselves, I'm going to go with uh, uh, Precious. I just think Precious has – I feel like if the Raptors truly want to make a stand this year, Precious is a player that has to break out. So you might as well just ride Precious, see what you have with it. Maybe it doesn't work out, and a few weeks in you go with Gary. But, I mean, if Precious does hit, if that shooting – uh, on that second half of the season is real and I think we all are not entirely convinced it's for sure for real, it could be uh, but if it is, then uh, you've got yourself like that guy, that fourth kind of guy in the lineup that can like really kick some ass or maybe even like the fifth guy, you know you got Barnes out there, Barnes sits as well like if if the Raptors philosophy is let's play for a championship, then develop the guy who might bring you there the counter argument, maybe for Gary, one of them that's not necessarily even play style, is that you know Gary's going into unrestricted free agency this year. Like, do you want to kind of like take Gary's money off of his plate, maybe by putting him on the bench? Right? Like, I'm sure he wouldn't like that at all. So yeah. I guess that's something to consider uh, from for the sure. other, from a non fantasy basketball, non uh, G like non video game perspective on the situation.
1: No, that's that's a great point about Gary. Like, I think, you know, him like if he gets if he's asked to be six man, you know, I think fans will be like, oh, cool. Like he'll just he'll buy into being managed nobly. But him and his agent will be like, shit, this kind of sucks. And, you know, I also think I really like your 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 point about precious sort of being this uh, this example of like how good the Raptors can be. For me, I I think I still want to start Gary um, mostly because I, I'm just not sure about his shot selection on the bench. Like I, I totally get the idea that it's like okay he's he's the guy on the bench he's the green light you know he can just you know fire away, but I feel like with Barnes with Pascal uh, and also with the two other shooters uh, O G and, and Fred. You're going to get better shots for Gary uh, as a starter. So that's sort of where I'm at there. But I, I, again, like I feel like I could go both ways on this because, yeah, just how good is precious. like you know is there, is he about to have like a most improved player type season? Um, maybe that's more important than like making sure Gary is happy. Yeah,
3: but who the hell uh,
1: knows, right. Yeah, it's a, it's, it's going to be a fun dance. And, and, um, you know, again, Gary's had a bunch of like, you know, 30, 40 point games. So, uh, it's hard for a guy like that to go to the bench, but, um, yeah, we are the teams? You know, there's a lot of talent here. It's so, okay. So where are you at Lewis? Uh, Gary, yeah, I mean, the precious. you guys make a ton of really good points.
2: The only thing I'd add is the Raptors are one of the only teams in the modern era that can win games without shooters they just, they're so bad at shooting. And Gary is the, one of the only guys who's been able to anchor an offense by just standing outside the arc. Yeah. Like he had the, the second best offensive on offs on the team behind Pascal, like better than Fred, even. And that's because his shooting was just so unbelievably crucial. Mm-hmm. And, and I would say, I actually agree with you, Matt, that uh, Precious is a better player already. And has the potential to be just, uh, there are no words for how good he might become. <laughs> if everything hits, him. it's unseasonable This is truly a Raptors he... podcast. There are yeah. no words <laughs> for where Precious Achua
3: could go. There's it's no true. ceiling,
2: right? Yeah. But I don't think he helps the team as much in 2022, 23 as does Gary. And so are you, are you trying to just say, look, we're, g- we're going to make our players as good as they can be develop our guys. You know, we'll give Delano a ton of minutes Scotty can just run wild with the offense. Or are you saying let's win games? I think let's win games. And in that case, Gary probably starting his best for winning games, which just is a commentary as much on Pascal not being a great pull-up shooter and Fred not being great at pressuring the rim and, you know, OG not being a good pull-up shooter. It's because of the limitations of the rest of the team that Gary helps the team more. If you were a normal basketball team, I think precious would be a more important guy to start, but the Raptors aren't normal. No, and they need to scheme around that.
1: Yeah, yeah. great points. And I, I feel like, uh, you know, when when Gary's talked to like when people talk about trading Gary, I always sort of say in my head, like, OK, but if we trade Gary, I think like we need to trade him for another Gary. Yeah. Then who's Gary. Yeah, it, it, you know what I mean. Like it's it just sort of like like we, you know, and that's why I was so you know just excited and and, and over the top on this uh, this Otto Porter signing because I feel like he, he's not like he's more of a like a kind of stand and shoot guy, but the the shooting on this team is you know to to your point, Lewis, uh we're one of the only teams that can beat teams uh, without shooting, but I feel like yeah. if this Raptors team is gonna have like is going to be comfortable at all. They're going to have to blow some teams out sometimes. And, and shooting needs to be a part of that. Like we have to have a couple games where people are hot and, and people can get a rest and, you know, we can let the bench go crazy. And, and yeah, Gary's just so vital to what we do uh, as a shooter. And, and as a guy to kind of like given a late shot clock scenario to who can, you know, kind of take it off the bounce and like do, do, you know, hit some crazy shots too that just frustrate the other team.
2: Winning um, is so easy when you hit more threes than the other team. The Rap- like Raptors <laughs> fans don't know this. I, if you watch other teams, you know this, but it, the Raptors win hard, man. It is not easy the way they win basketball games. And if they just had more guys who could hit threes, which Otto Porter, excited signing,
1: it's like, yeah, winning games doesn't have to be so hard yeah i mean like that 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 sounds simplistic but it's also like such just like a basic truth of like of yeah. the league right now and of this like i don't know like we're the raptors uh brass is definitely taking like the road less traveled here you know like we're we're doing hey, we're going down
3: that road with orlando man us in orlando mm-hmm. right
1: <laughs> um wait us in orlando
3: Yeah. The two teams that don't like shooting threes. Oh,
1: okay. Okay. I was like, don't, don't, you know, uh, I get the Jeff. Jeff Weltman. Yeah. 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 I was going to say the the Jeff Weltman connection I get, but like, I don't know if I want to be compared to Orlando anymore. I feel like we've, we've gotten past that, but you know.
2: uh, Remember when everyone thought Jonathan Isaac was just going to become Pascal Siakam like in 2019 ish. I would take Pascal
3: Siakam over Jonathan Isaac as an author, even at this point.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. He's a—I uh, mean, like <laughs> I read... probably sorry, a go good ahead. author.
3: Well, he's got the worst politics in the NBA, at least in my opinion.
1: I would definitely take
2: Pascal as a religious figure because Jonathan Isaac like, preaches, <laughs> right? And Pascal yeah. went to seminary school, I believe. So there's some. Oh, that, like, that is cool.
1: I like it. I, I like that. Uh, you know, it's, we're still, you know, we're still like being a Raptors pod here and that Pascal can beat Jonathan Isaac in any category. Like it's like, <laughs> it'd be fair to <laughs> I, Jonathan
3: Isaac as the player, uh, as a player, like he's had no chance to develop as a player due to his injuries. Like he, you can't, maybe he would have come become something quite good. Who knows?
2: Well, yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm sure he will be good. It still just, might, he's still, he's not the same as Pascal in any way. They're very different players. Yeah
1: yeah I think I mean you know I always say it with Pascal, but I feel like his development is just so nonlinear and and different than like other guys we've seen and it's it's hard to compare him because he's he's a really really unique and special talent and um you know even in that that tampa year, which was so rough for for so many reasons, he was sort of refining some of that like th- those passing skills and and just and just kind of quick decision making, and you know I, I was talking about this earlier as well. But uh, even the idea of Pascal's like clutchness is sort of you know sometimes not portrayed properly because he just does a lot of different things. Like he might get a, a clutch steal or you know make a big defensive play in crunch time, but you know not necessarily hit like the fadeaway three.
3: I did like his shooting in that Philly series though. That was the first time where he looked confident taking shots in the playoffs in a very long time. Like just the confidence level to pull up and he just had a swagger that wasn't there before. He seemed way more comfortable in the playoffs this year. At he least got better.
1: better. Yeah. He got better in the playoffs. That matters. Yeah. Just yeah. Great. Great point. He did get better in the playoffs and I feel like. You know, there's there's a there's a chance, and you know, knock on wood, but uh, I think he's headed for uh, his third uh, All NBA. You know, um, maybe
3: first team.
1: I mean, first team.
3: Uh, yeah. Lots of injuries. <laughs> we <laughs> this, we this don't know what
1: happened. This is a Raptors pod. First team. You know, we'll see. We'll see. But Man, um, if it's
3: first team, then we're in for a fun year, guys. If it, yeah, the
1: Raptors.
2: Know, uh, remember when they were the second best team in the league? Uh, in 2019-20 and he yeah. still wasn't first team we were surprised he was second team all nba that year everyone's like maybe third team was appropriate i first team's a tough ask
3: yeah i mean norman Powell had a mike james year that year he was unbelievable yeah. never yeah. stopped he still makes every three he shoots i love norm
1: yeah. yeah. Shout out to Norm. Understanding the grind. Uh, best weirdest branding. Um, under, understanding the grind is like, it's a nice long sentence, you know, as far as like a, it's not simple. You know what I mean? You got to really think about like, what what's the grind? What is understanding it? Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay, maybe this is COVID talking. I'm getting loose. No, around. no,
3: you are completely right. That is a bogus slogan. And <laughs> that, I love Norm. It's a but, thinker, you know.
1: Yeah. Um,
3: okay. That's very uh, social capital theater.
1: <laughs> yeah, it is. Um, <laughs> okay, let's uh, let's talk some NBA. Uh, Maddie, I'm going to get you to come in for this next segment too. So uh, please start us off by uh, giving us. Uh, I hope it's a weird owl thing again. Um, just give us your silliest NBA sting.
3: This is Adam Silver. Huh?
1: Great, Great. Great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 I love how Matt made that up. And he, like, he still loves it, you know? Like <laughs> He deserves
3: you know, to. That's genius. Yeah, That's you motion. know, and
1: uh, I feel like with my fading voice today um i got that i got that weird owl like that this is adam silver um, yeah,
2: it's,
1: it's good because it's a joke that barely makes sense and, and, it's weird owl, and then he's saying the words honk honk it's on it's on um, do you remember that
3: raptors game like 15 years ago where jack armstrong lost his voice during the game and he they I, replaced oh yeah.
1: him yes it, yeah he left at halftime and i i i it, like he was i mean i sound like that right now but he was doing the like get that garbage out of here like, it, was it was so
3: funny it was so
1: funny yeah his voice it was like hanging on by a thread and, and matt Devlin had that game too right uh yeah uh l- last year where it was early in the season because uh, i remember poor alvin williams he was like alvin williams i need you to carry me and then alvin williams was very much like I'm not ready yet. Don't, <laughs> yeah. don't leave me. That was like uh,
3: ass- asking Coloco to run the point one game. It's just like not a great idea where they are uh, experience wise.
1: Um, okay, let's uh So hard on yeah. Coloco.
0: What's that, man? <laughs> So hard on Coloco. I love it, I, I
3: love Imagine Coloco. I, I'm sorry. I shouldn't throw so much hate at Coloco. Just let's be honest. We don't want Coloco running the point. I don't think that's <laughs> too outrageous a take.
1: Coloco's gonna he's gonna walk into uh, the OVO Center and demand to run point. He's gonna take the ball off Fred and say, like just like if you if you can steal it from me, then you get to be point. Um, <laughs> And, you know, I'm pretty sure day one, we're going to, we're going to have Koloko uh, Coloco starting at point and probably shoot 10 threes a game. Um, okay. Uh, I think I killed that joke. Sorry, <laughs> um, But uh, okay. Um, yeah. This is just a classic Jersey question. All right. So uh, the Pistons are bringing back teal, which maybe excites you guys. Maybe it doesn't, but um, you know, I'm just, uh, I'm curious what you guys think. Like what, what's a Jersey, That you want to change, so either you want to bring back a throwback jersey from a different team, or you just want to redesign. Um, There's lots, there's lots of good jerseys out there, but there's some pretty, there's some stinkers. So let's go to you first. uh, Let's go to you first, um, Matt. What's what's the jersey you you want to change?
3: Oh, me, Matt. Yeah, sorry, Um,
1: Matt Matt McCready. My bad.
3: Yeah, (laughs) I don't know if this is a change, but I'm always like uh, very interested in the the ABA. And namely, the Spirits of St. Louis, just because I think is the most badass name in like all of pro sports, and they only had like a two or three year run. So I wouldn't mind if like any team, like what's a team kind of near St. Louis, maybe like ten, like uh, Memphis or something, just threw on some throwback Spirits of St. Louis uh, jerseys. Maybe uh, you know, just throw it like get get them out there. I guess like the Pacers, the Nets could really throw it out there. So that would be my choice. Get some ABA in there.
1: Okay, I like it. Could classy bring back spirit of St. Louis? That is a great name. Um, oh
3: man, and it's like it's not like the Thunder or something. It's like an actual thing. You can say like I'm a spirit, you know. You get vodka um, ads, you know. It, it, sure, it writes itself. Yeah. Need those vodka
1: ads. You need those. Yeah, vodka ads. <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs> because gambling is so classy. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. Let's make a switch to alcohol. Let's 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 class up the league a little bit. Um, Okay, uh, Lewis, what's your what's your jersey replacement? Like, what's, what's the team and what's the new jersey?
2: Okay, so this is going to sound like kind of a dick answer, but it's the one I had prepared. I'm not hey. intentionally, you know, uh, attacking the previous one. I think there's uh, <laughs> I too it. much nostalgia in jersey design today. Fair. Although the spirit of St. Louis would be incredible. But I think, in general, teams do way too much looking back. And any new jersey is basically just, like, you know, a graphic designer making the cleanest lines they possibly can, which is what all the Raptors jerseys are now. They all look nice, but like, I don't know if you were to go to sleep for a year and not watch basketball. And then you woke up and someone's like, can you tell me about any of the Raptors jerseys from the last time you watched, you would have no idea what they were. They're not memorable. And so what I would suggest is innovating forward, not back, not looking backwards at the past, do something weird, not, you know, not just as clean as possible, Maybe dig into a new theme, like horror. You could get a, you could make okay. a scary thing going on. I don't know. Yeah, uh, that was not no. what I prepared. That was a terrible idea. That's but a no, terrible idea. Hey, like a, is... a
3: raptor eating a man alive on the jersey. That would be amazing. <laughs>
1: okay, that's yeah. Now we're talking. This is good. This is good stuff. No, we we need things to be reimagined. And I agree. Uh, I feel like, you know, uh, sometimes nostalgia and, and uh, trust me, the uh, as, as a question writer, I don't feel attacked because, um, you know, the jerseys, they're, they're too safe. Uh, a lot of jerseys I feel like, and even, even, you know, sports names where people try and make something that's scary it, to me is always kind of like, what, what what are you doing? Like, like, let's be a bit silly. This is sports. I'm also a big fan of like soccer jerseys. So I like tacky jerseys, uh, like yeah. weird colors. Um, so m- mine is uh, actually, you know, sorry, I'll, I'll let you go first, Matty Dino. So I'll save mine for last. Not cause it's the best. But just because uh,
3: Oh, it's uh, a banger. I can't yeah, wait for yeah, you. mine's right gonna that.
1: be mine's gonna be crazy. Oh although no, wait, Lewis, did, did was that was that it for you? Sorry, I feel like we jumped. Oh, on I you. I said more than
2: I even had to say. okay, <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: okay Maddie D, what's up? Okay, this is getting more elaborate in my head as time goes on, but Okay, I need you to relax, Maddie <laughs> This is gonna be okay. No, no, okay. No.
3: Have another hit of peyote and then we're really into this with this idea. Interesting
0: you say that, Matt. Um, <laughs>
3: it shouldn't be.
0: <laughs> okay, so I'm going to talk about the Golden State Warriors. Now, I don't hate their jerseys. There's something about them that I find kind of pleasing with the blue and the yellow. But, you know, since they moved from Oakland to San Francisco, I don't know if they're really living up to that warrior name anymore. In Oakland, they were. San Francisco. Uh warriors in San Francisco. I don't know. I don't know folks because No way. I only look, I've only seen Full House. Uh I <laughs> I watched you've Milk once. i only seen.
3: Full
1: House. <laughs> it's the only thing have like watched.
0: The- this, this is my <laughs> reference point for San Francisco. And look Uh, Uncle Danny, rest in peace. But like, I don't know if you're quite a warrior. So this is what I would like as just to really brand them into the warrior name now that they're in San Francisco. What I want to do is, okay, I'm going to take you to Burning Man. Okay, so end of August, if you haven't got your tickets yet, I think it's the end of August, right around the time where you might start thinking about a preseason game or something like that. They apparently burn this big thing at the end of the, the the. at the end of the event said the burning man. Sure. At the bottom of what they're burning, I want a basketball court. Okay. So when this thing burns down, all that's left is a like a burnt basketball court. And when they okay. clean up and they do their burning man thing and everything's gone, all that's left is that court ready to play. And then I want the warriors to come in and their jerseys are going to be Mad Max kind of themed. I want to see Draymond and like a, like a world war two gas mask or whatever they wear in those movies. <laughs> you know, sure. Another thing I haven't seen, but you know, I'm, I'm familiar <laughs> with the style. So those yeah, movies. like I want more dust in <sighs> golden state. So yeah, let's do a couple of games here on the, on the embers of the burning man, uh, if you want to do peyote as a fan and watch it that's totally fine. We are in the desert, lots of cacti. And uh, yeah, I just feel like they need to they need to, to own the warriors thing a little bit more in San Francisco.
1: I I just love how this started from full house. <laughs> 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 from full house to burning man is, is a perfect journey uh, uh, to our watching also, on
3: youtube uh matt is uh shirtless and smothered <laughs> in mud
2: <laughs> it's also yeah. the perfect metaphor just set a shitload of garbage on fire yep. and just see what happens at the bottom that's that's san francisco yeah, yeah.
1: there we go yeah I like it. Yeah, and you know, come on. I'm, I'm a big Mad Max fan. We'll get some Beyond, Beyond Thunderdome vibes for the Warriors. That could be fun. <laughs> um, my, mine is just uh, the Minnesota Timberwolves. Uh, listen, what is a Timberwolf? I Googled it before the podcast. <laughs> uh, it's an Eastern wolf. Uh, I guess a wolf that lives in timber. I understand that they've had uh, jerseys with a wolf on them in the forest. That's not enough to me. OK, uh, I feel like you need to have you you, have, you got to have something cooler. And at one point they had like a highlighter yellow jersey, uh, which was just so tacky and like offensive on the eyes. And I think they should go somewhere in the direction of like a, a wolf in the sun or maybe just like eyes glowing in the dark. I feel oh, like they've yeah. had some version of that. Uh, I know I was criticizing earlier, you know, anything that's like scary so maybe it's just like a really like happy wolf, um, <laughs> <With> <laughs> like glowing a, eyes, eyes glowing in the dark. Oh God, Smize, yeah. smizing, yeah, yeah. Just a smising wolf. Um, that, that's really what I want at the end of the day. <laughs> um okay you know i really i should have saved matt's for last <laughs> because uh, my, mine was barely a journey
3: can i have one more offer out there can i throw sure. one more thing so i hate the oklahoma city thunder as a name so what if we just call them the oklahoma city skins and have no jersey they just play oh. shirtless Janine, oh they love like, that shirts yeah. versus skins
1: uh, I think they would, the players would love that. Um, and they, they'd be very mad at you. Is there a uh, number and- like a henna tattoo on their back?
0: Or do they just have to get a full tattoo? the
1: uh, <laughs> numbers on the body, yeah. Okay. You,
0: know? you know what? I full think,
1: tattoo. I think, yeah, I think we've gone too far astray. We're talking about tattooing players.
2: Um, okay. Where would all the
1: liquor commercials go
2: if not on the jersey?
1: Yeah. Oh. So, so now you they have can to have come out holding a bottle breaking. of their
3: favorite spirit.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They just have to hold the bottle during, the, during like the Anthem or the, uh, you know, the, 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 the starters, um, the starters, what am I talking about? Like, you know, when they introduce the starters, the introductions. Yeah. The
3: introductions. The introductions.
1: Thank you. Um,
3: <laughs> you're doing the like, best you can, baby. You're on You're being attacked. Yeah.
1: yeah <laughs> I, I'm being attacked by my own ideas uh, and, and my own body. Um, Okay, last question here. Uh, let's go to you first,, um, Matt. Uh, so this, I mean, uh, yeah, I'm curious where you, what you guys where you guys' answers are gonna fall just because I think it's largely a perception based question. but you know, with this Jalen Brown Durant stuff, uh, you know, who knows how mad Jalen Brown actually is. But you know, he tweeted out the like shake my head stuff about the rumor of him being offered for Durant. Uh, I mean, obviously, Boston, I think it makes sense for them to offer, you know, whatever uh, Brown and a first pick for Durant. But it just, you know, it brought me back to the whole like Isaiah Thomas situation and, you know, sort of what players think about franchises and like what the I guess like the brotherhood of the NBA, like who they respect the most and, you know, where they want to play. Uh, not just in terms of destination, but in terms of like the, the players being treated well. You know, uh, there's there's a, a long list of owners and uh, and ownership groups that are kind of they've been crappy to players or over you know the NBA history. But uh, yeah, in, in in your opinion, um, Matt, what what is a team that sort of is has, uh, has like a good reputation with players?
3: Yeah. Well, I mean, the Raptors are right up there, obviously, you know, they they definitely would be like top three or five. Uh, I think um, it would have to be probably some, something I want to say the Spurs. I feel like the Spurs might be there. There's such a good culture there. There's like the former players love the place, but I think I'd probably have to go with Miami. Everyone wants to go to Miami all the time. Like the, the, proof is in the pudding people. I know it's, it's Miami. It's like the place itself is definitely a huge, huge part of people wanting to sign there. But Mm. I also think that it's just like uh, an organization that no one really raises an eyebrow at. They seem to really push their players into a good place and uh, people always want to go there.
1: Yeah, no good, good point. You know, Pat Riley, and I think they also develop well, right? The Raptors and uh, Raptors fans and analysts sort of always talk about how good the raptors are developing and i think miami is definitely a team that also develops well um uh, shout out max Struess and and people like that you know uh Gabe vincent like they they they're good they're good at what they do and um you know uh i uh i do not hope for their success but i think miami's a good answer <laughs> um lewis who who's your who's your like most beloved not yeah or you know a, a place that players like
2: yeah, so it's a really good question, but I think the answer, and, and the the Miami's one of the two, really only two possibly correct answers, uh, really shows that players don't care about what we think they care about, uh, because <laughs> it's the, the Lakers, right? The, oh, the yeah, players love fair. the Lakers, agents love the Lakers. Yeah. It's, it's legacy, and the Lakers have made as many mistakes as they possibly can over the last several years. They've bungled everything that could be bungled, and then some things that... have been bungled and they still did it they are uh, horrible they don't develop their guys they trade away their youths they're they're a bad franchise and yet they are the franchise that team that players and agents love the most um and so uh i would say the lakers which is unfortunate because the raptors um as you said you know correctly one of the best few teams that they treat people right they they develop them well they they have this great relationship you know, familial atmosphere, Masayu Jerry's wonderful at, you know, um, understanding that there's more to life than basketball and, uh, and being really good at those off court things, using his platform for good. All that hasn't brought any superstars to Toronto who want to play here, sign free agency. Mm-hmm. And the Lakers have none of those things and they get all the stars. So uh,
1: the Lakers. I, I think yeah, you you guys both nailed it. I added like a cutesy answer, which I now feel is for sure wrong because they don't attract what, the nuggets. Me. No, it was I was gonna say <laughs> I was gonna say that I feel like the Grizzlies have fostered like a good culture, you know, sort of cause of the Gasols and you know, they seem to have a, a good reputation of like people not demanding trades. But also, you know, when it comes to the off season you don't have players lining up to be, to want to play for the, I think the smallest market in, in the league. And, you know, they, they, they don't want to, and, 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 and Lewis, I think you hit it with players. Don't they it's, yeah, they don't want to do what we as fans think they should do sort of thing. And yeah, they, they you know, most like, I think California outnumbers like NBA output, you know, it's more than, than most countries. Right. Uh, yeah. So that's, that's where, that's where players are familiar with. They want to play there. Um, I think even the Clippers have sort of, they don't have the legacy thing going, but like they seem to be turning a corner of like a place. Well, it's, LA. It's, it's LA, right? Uh, if you could
2: be a multimillionaire, young, I don't know your guys, if you could be 22 worth tens of millions of dollars living in LA, that sounds pretty nice.
3: Yeah, I I think I I do think when you reach a certain level of fame, you don't want to be the most famous person out there. You know, like you want to have some people take you want to meet people who are more famous than you and you want to be able to go down a street and not have everyone look in your direction because there's 20 other people to see.
1: Yeah, Yeah, and I think if you're, you know, the f- most famous rich person uh, in, in Utah, then, yeah, it's not going to be the same experience as it is in, like, Miami or, um, you know, or, or L.A., and I think that's why a lot of players and, and NBA, you know, insiders have sort of been pushing for a Vegas team for a long time because I think that players would want to play there and they would want to be in Vegas. Um, if but- New York was just warm. If New York was warm, yeah. And uh, I never,
3: I never critique anyone for wanting to spend the winters in California or Florida. It's like, dear God, if I had millions of dollars, I, I mean, I, I'll come visit Toronto in the summer, you know?
2: This man can't even afford yeah. sleeves.
3: No, i play basketball immediately after the game because <laughs> I respect the grind or what, what's a You uh, understand the grind. You understand. I understand the grind. <laughs> basketball podcast followed by basketball. You he know still what? Wear sleeves to basketball. Yeah,
1: yeah. No, no sleeves allowed. No, it's because if you've never played basketball with, with with Matt Lewis, and I don't think you have, he You're straight shooter. up he he shoots it like Boucher. He's got a full over the head lob, and he's a really good shooter. It's it looks like a stunt shot, but it basically goes in all the time. So. uh Shout out to you, Matt, uh, for, That's for tantalizing. You. I want to see that now. <laughs> it, it's pretty cool. I'm not going to lie.
3: I, um, I, I did an audition where I had to like pretend to not pretend. I had to play basketball for it. And I was like looking at the tape. It's like, I don't look like I know how to play basketball <laughs> at all. It looks like I just picked like the two times someone who would throw that shot up would possibly be able to go in. I didn't get a call back
1: yeah they're, they're like this guy's way too unconventional um, don't don't call him back and also ban him um, <laughs> you're no sleeves
3: yeah, yeah I'm no longer welcome at man casting it's been a dark couple weeks for me
2: <laughs> can we get another take where you know how to play basketball or <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, shoot like a normal person with one hand
1: <laughs> nope can't do it um,
3: let's to take where you wear sleeves this time <laughs> <He's> like, <laughs> it's funny because i take so like much shit do. about uh not wearing like for wearing shorts on improv it's very funny that i'm now taking crap for wearing no sleeves during a podcast i'll <laughs> see what dress codes i could break on things that seemingly have no dress code
1: I, uh later i took some shit the uh, uh last week for wearing uh shorts in a comedy show and people are like uh, i'd never do it and I was like, well, I don't know what to say. It's hot. Leave me alone.
3: Yeah, um, I've got great legs.
1: Yeah. yeah why, to...
2: why wouldn't people wear shorts at a comedy show?
1: I don't know. I feel like if it's like a corporate or a, like a business one, sure, maybe, you know, you're not wearing shorts. But I mean, yeah, that's what, that was my take, Lewis. I was like, I was like listen, we're, there's rules here. What's going on?
3: It's, um. it's, it's not considered professional and also for uh, like improv, the idea is that you can like swing between all these different people and personas. So to have shorts negates that to a certain degree. But I would argue, you know, having a beard would negate that as well. You know, like anything can negate that. Anywho.
2: Also, if you're not wearing shorts, you can't swing to a person that's wearing shorts. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, um thank you and mean professional i've taken so many shots with comics at their shows what is this nonsense about being professional
1: (laughs) Uh, yeah seriously uh you know what i'm gonna i'm gonna the the comedian who told me that i'm gonna punch him in the face (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah, when i'm feeling better i'm gonna be like guess what my friends thought it was funny but i said i was gonna punch you in the face so check this out
3: you're on notice, Meredith Mullen. Freddie Revis is coming that's, for you.
1: That's right. Um, okay, guys. Uh, that, that's it for the pod. Thank you both so much for joining and for, you know, uh, helping to carry me uh th- through this episode. Um, but um let me, let me go to you first, uh, Lewis. Uh obviously 538, Raptors Republic. But you know, where can people where can people find you? You know, like what like what well, what do you want them to read? What what do you want to let people know? Yeah, you uh, you sound your voice sounds better by the way. I think this has been good for you. Uh, Thank you. Yeah.
2: What do do I got? Come back. Um, I read. So I read for a new place called the All Star. Uh, It's where that piece about the Atlanta Hawks was about Murray. Uh, yeah, you know, just a lot of Raptors Republic right now. Not a lot of places want basketball stories during the summer. So props to RR for keeping it going.
1: (laughs) Yep. Cool. Um. And, and, and Maddie, what's up? Uh, you know, I know, I know you got your shows at SoCap going, but, uh, what do you want to let people know? Where can they find you?
3: Yeah. I got this weekly, uh, gig, um, selling soup at Dundas square, cream of mushroom soup, uh, (laughs) for one hour a week, uh, seven to 8 PM on Thursdays, uh, come on by, uh, AM. Uh, so if you want to start your day off right with a uh, big bowl of soup, uh, come to Dundas square cream of mushroom in July,
0: hard pass, Matt.
3: Ah, uh, it's pretty hot. <laughs> pretty hot <soup.
1: laughs> yeah, come, come get some scolding hot soup. Oh, cream of mushroom! You'll have to
3: let it sit in that hot sun for oh, a while God. before you can sip that
1: soup. Yeah, twenty a- minutes. We don't supply spoons. wow (laughs) Um, that sounds like a true uh, waking nightmare Um, and shame on you for for doing that (laughs) Uh, okay guys Uh, again thank you so much thank you Maddie thanks for everyone who's listening and supporting Uh, and you know um, like, follow, subscribe hit us up at Raptors Republic and uh, Maddie if you feel like we're done we're good to go please just give me those words I love so much okay okay Listen to full episodes of the Confederacy of Dunks only on the Rapcast.